Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, December the 23rd, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am really looking forward to going over this incredibly complicated but fun 11-game NBA slate for this evening. Uh, there are no games on Christmas Eve in the NBA, so we've got this terrific 11-game slate today off on Christmas Eve, and then, of course, the five feature games on Christmas Day. If they all stay, and you know, with all of the COVID stuff going on, hopefully they all remain. Uh, we also have a giveaway tomorrow. Uh, if you're a member, you're in a drawing uh, for a $50 uh, PayPal or entry ticket to a contest. We will send that to you tomorrow so you can uh, enjoy that on Christmas Day. So if you haven't become a member yet and you want to try us out, jump in with our 12 Days of Christmas uh, offering because you get 12 full days, all access of everything we've got here at Coach Talk for 12 bucks. So that offer ends in two days on uh, midnight on Christmas Day. So uh, if you haven't done it, it's now time to push that button. Just go again to DFS Coach Talk. Dot com and you can sign up right there. All right, interesting uh, news uh, with the NBA, everything constantly changing. You know, as I mentioned recently, uh, as difficult as it is and as busy as it is for us getting prepared, there's no doubt that it gives us an edge because we're looking at really the in-depth aspects of all of these new players on, signed on these 10-day contracts, and how it's going to mix in with rotations, coaches' tendencies, just all of the intangibles that are very hard to measure. Uh, we do still use uh, analytics and crunchers and you know uh, prediction of uh, ownership and usage. And you, know, you name it, we're factoring it in. But the edge that we have is what we do here at Coach Talk is we hand-build lineups. We feel the 98% of people that play uh, DFS are playing one or two, maybe three lineups max and, you know, cherry picking the contests that they're getting into. Um, a lot of times when you're looking at these optimizer or, you know, listening to some of the other providers, which are excellent, but a lot of them are looking at the 150 max entry, spending 20, 30 grand a night, which if you're listening and you can do that more power to you, but I think you're in, you know, that 1% or, or less. So uh, what we're trying to do here, and you'll see it on this slate, is we're going to break it down. We're going to look at some of the key statistical areas and talk about uh, what we see coming. And then if you join us in our Discord, we'll follow the news throughout the day very, very closely. And then we will post a DraftKings uh, coaches clipboard, which are five highlighted players with a group of other folks to pick from. And then you'll get a full uh, cash lineup on both Yahoo and FanDuel and a full GPP lineup on both as well. So hopefully we're the spot for you. We'd love to have you join us. If not, we still appreciate you listening to our uh, podcasts each day. We do a seven day a week NBA podcast three days for the NFL. So uh, we've got it going here, Coach Talk, and uh, uh, join the family. We have the best, definitely the best community in the industry. It's amazing, positive, back each other up, and uh, doing well. Last night was phenomenal. We we had winners on all three sites, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, a, a nice takedown on Yahoo, and, uh, you know, both the cash hybrid and the GPP lineups cashed. So uh, catch us while we're hot. I know this is hard work right now, getting prepared for these um, slates, but it's worth it. It is awesome and it is worth it. Uh, we're going to dive into these 11 games. We're not going to take any breaks. We're just going to fire through all of them because I don't want to take too much time. I know everybody's still scrambling to prepare for Christmas here in two days. So if you're you know, still working and listening at work or on the move, getting some of your Christmas stuff. Uh, be careful. Watch what you're doing out there. It is uh, 
lot of traffic, a lot of people moving around. So hopefully while you're doing that, you can catch some of uh, this podcast and get ready for tonight's games. Again, like I say, it's an 11-game slate. Starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Real quickly, if you're watching right now on YouTube, quick thumbs up. Uh, hit that subscribe button and give us a quick comment. Uh, any little comment will do. Or if you have a question, that's a perfect place to put the question. And that really helps us move up the algorithm. So we appreciate that. And while you're at it, hit that little alarm button in the upper right corner. That'll let you know when any of our podcasts post. Uh, we do have a great giveaway. If you uh, retweet, like, and retweet uh, our wins from last night on Twitter, uh, we're at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Uh, there will be a uh, three-day three membership that's given away at the end of the day. All right, here we go, my friends. No messing around. This is the real ticket. We're going after this. 11 games and small amount of news. <laughs> so th- what I would say this, last thing I'll say, and then I'm not going to go any further. If you can't follow what's going on here, and you can't make the changes, and you can't see the news that's going on, and even somewhat during the slate, there are some changes at time to time. This probably isn't the best time to play DFS for you, and I know that sounds crazy. Like, Coach, what are you t- you're telling us not to play DFS. No, I'm saying if you, if you just try to throw a lineup in there in late afternoon and then just let it ride, it's not going to go well. I mean, there's so many changes that are happening signings, people being ruled out. Follow us here at DFS Coach Talk. Let us do that work for you. And then keep an eye on it because you don't want to get stuck with anybody that just got ruled out. You don't want to try to play some new 10-day guy that's not going to get in the game. So, you know, this is an important time. If you, It is prime. This is my favorite time uh, to play DFS. Again, I think we have a bigger edge than anybody because we're handling these things – you know, one by one. But if you can't and you're busy, you got family stuff going, just take the night off, pick it back up when you have time. So I, that's just my advice because, you know, you don't want the, the, you know, GIF here where they're shoveling money into the furnace. So uh, this is where we're, we're going to make the money, but you got to have a little bit of time to dedicate to getting it done. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Seven o'clock, New Orleans Pelicans. Orlando Magic, New Orleans favored by five and a half. It's a 208 and a half total. Pelicans 107 implied. Orlando is 101.5. Coming into the game, the Pels are 11 and 21. Orlando is 7 and 25. This is what we have to this point. Again, it's morning. You got to follow it as the day goes on. Out for the Pelicans, Luzada, Valanchunas, and Zion Williamson. So you've got Valanchunas out. Um, For Orlando, we have another uh, questionable tag on the same two guys we had a questionable tag on yesterday. Uh, That's Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, They were both questionable yesterday and did not play, so we'll follow that news. After that, here we go. Out, Bamba, Brasdikas, MCW, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac Moore, Mulder, Ross, Suggs, and Mo Wagner. So, you know, very similar to last night, a boatload of guys out. And it is the second night of a back-to-back for Orlando. So that doesn't help matters. It is an island game for the Pelicans. It's not a first night of a back-to-back for anybody. The entire league is off uh, on Christmas Eve. All right, as far as statistically speaking in this game, We've got the Pels 18th in pace and Orlando 16th. So, you know, a little below average, but we do have two lousy defenses. Pelicans 25 and Orlando 28. So 208 and a half is very low. I think a big reason for that is just so many guys out. But for two teams that play, you know, bottom five defense, uh, that number seems a little bit low. And I think there are some one-offs here that you can consider. Uh, Devontae Graham's only 5'5". You can use your payup here for Brandon Ingram at 9'6". Josh Hart's been steady at 6'2". You also can go, if you want to go bargain basement at center, you do have Willie Hernan Gomez at 3'8". 
And he is he shows up. His points per minute are very solid when he does get the minutes. Uh, so he's definitely an option, even on a giant slate like this, if you really want to buy down uh, at center. Um, on the um, Orlando side, if Anthony and Carter Jr. are out again, so we'll assume that right now since they didn't play yesterday. But it changes everything if they do play. Uh, Gravit did a nice job at 3.7. Hassani Gravit is the was the starting point guard last night, and he he got to his number. Uh, he's only 3.7, but that's only if Anthony doesn't play. Mo Wagner was tough, 7.4. Uh, if those guys are out, he's definitely in play for me. He played a pseudo point guard the the whole time. Uh, really, you know, when Gravit wasn't bringing it up, uh, Wagner was initiating the offense. So. You got a big guy like that with his hands on the ball. He's super uh, dangerous. Chumo Kiki, I mean, he's gotten it done for me every time I've played him, and he's only 5-1, and he's a go-to guy offensively, no question about it. Uh, with those two guys out, he's he becomes almost a, a lock and load for me. But if Anthony and Carter are in, it's, it's a different story. Robin Lopez, uh, he got there at 4.5. And uh, I thought that he he did a nice job. I will say that Gra I'm not as high on Gravit if Anthony doesn't play still because Tim Frazier got a decent amount of minutes at point. He's the 3K min. If for some reason Anthony's out and Frazier starts over Gravit, Frazier's worth a play. I mean, he's through the years. I remember watching him at Penn State and then with the Pelicans and, and had several cups of coffee in the NBA. He's always been a points-per-minute DFS kind of guy as a little point guard. So keep him in mind if, you know, the, the dominoes fall in any particular way. Uh, wouldn't go with Admiral Schofield. He's going to show that he did well yesterday. He hit some threes. And he's in the rotation if they're shorthanded. But he had proven with the Celtics for a long time that he's just not a strong DFS player and uh, too risky with 22 teams playing and all these different combinations of guys, <clears throat> you can be pretty picky. All right, game two. Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. It's also a 7 o'clock game. <clears throat> Indiana's a nine-point favorite. 221 is the total. 106 implied for Houston, 115 uh, for the Indiana Pacers. Houston comes in at 10 and 22. Indiana at 13 and 19. It is the second night of a back-to-back -back for Houston. Indiana's got an island game. As far as injuries go, we may get um, Jalen Green back. He's actually listed as probable. So that is something definitely we want to watch because that changes a lot with Houston. Kevin Porter and John Wall remain out. For the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon questionable. So that's huge news. And we know McConnell and Warren are out. So these teams have not been hit hard um, by the COVID situation. <clears throat> we'll get some normal runs from a lot of these guys. As far as uh, statistically, Houston, ninth in the league in pace. Indiana, 19th. Defensive efficiency, Houston's second worst in the league. And Indiana's um, 17th. So we do have some potential um, for some good scores here. And that's why it's a 221 number. If Green's in with no restrictions, 4-9, not a bad price, but I would be very cautious. Um, after that, you just, you know, Christian Wood at 8-6 has been solid. He, he's back and playing, but it is the second night of a back-to-back. -back. He had a sore knee yesterday. He came out of the game early, and he had a gigantic ice wrap on it. So I am crossing Christian Wood off my list. Um, and for that, and again, that's unofficial and we'll have to wait for that news, but that makes us a Shen Goon, a possible play for me today at five, seven. I think that, uh, <clears throat> if Wood doesn't go, he's going to get extended minutes and we know he could score, uh, DFS points uh, for sure. So that's my target there. Um, little skittish with Gordon Matthews, Tate, those guys are all very mid low price, mid price. But just too dangerous, too volatile, maybe GPPs at best. On the Indiana side, looks like if uh, 
if Brogdon is out, we may have a Brad, Brad Wanamaker start again. And he's, you know, you could consider him just because he's only 3-2. Uh, remember, there's 9 million value plays on this slate with all the guys out. So I don't know if you really have to go there, but he's he's a decent player. If he's going to get big run at 3-2, you got to at least think about it. Levert at 7-7 becomes more in play because with Brogdon off the floor, Levert does handle the ball a lot more. And then if you want to pay up, Sabonis was off of the last game at 10-1. So I was a little disappointed there. And Miles Turner at 6-7. I don't think those are going to be targets. I think I'd rather go uh, the Levert direction or Duarte if Duarte happens to start. We need to follow that news because he's 5K. So something to look at there. Okay, the third 7 o'clock game. It's the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly's a double-digit favorite here at minus 10. Um, and implied for Atlanta, 101.25. For Philly, 111.25. And it is the second night of a back-to-back -back for Atlanta. And they, they are <clears throat> hit pretty hard with the COVID stuff. Um, it is an island game, however, for Philly. Atlanta comes in at 14 and 16, Philly at 16 and 15. Here are the guys that are already determined out for Atlanta. Capella, Gallinari, Herter, Hunter, TLC, Lou Williams, and Trey Young. So they are definitely not at full strength by any stretch of the imagination. For Philly, the, the guys already out, Drummond, Danny Green, Milton, Niang and Simmons. So at least we have a good feel for now, unless things change uh, on who's in and, and who's out. So looking at this, you know, you've got two teams that are slow paced, 24th and 28th. So that doesn't help. That's why you're seeing a 212 and a half total. But two teams that have not torn it up on, on defense either. 24th for Atlanta, 18th for Philadelphia. Uh, which is very unlike uh, them, but they've been missing guys throughout the season. Uh, right now, you know, you've got a lot of opportunity here for Atlanta with value. You can really choose who you want. Uh, DeLon Wright, I was able to avoid him last night. He did make a run in the fourth quarter to make his numbers uh, respectable, but, you know, I'm not sure I want to risk that. Maybe GPP play. Skyler Mays, 3K, you know, not not exactly uh, a comforting spot, even though he's starting. The guy that went absolutely nuts last night was a big part of uh, the winners we put out at Coach Shop was Cam Reddish. He had a career-high game, and he's only 4.6 and should be the go-to guy again. Um, so I think he'll be massively popular and, you know, rightfully so. Uh, I ran him with John Collins, and I may do the same thing again tonight. John Collins is only 7-3, and with everybody else out, really Reddish and Collins are going to have usage off the charts because you're going to get some DeLon Wright, Skyler Mays, Gorgie Jeng, Lance Stevenson <laughs> blowing in people's ears. Okongwu is going to get time, and then Bogdanovich got time, but he was on a minute's restriction yesterday. I can't imagine they're going to push him hard on a back-to-back -back when he's just coming back from injury. So, you know, it's going to be Reddish and Collins, all you can eat for me. And I think it's going to be like that pretty much across the industry, but it's hard to get away from. Uh, you've got a much more normal rotation for Philly. Uh, Joel Embiid's 12K don't know if I want to bite that giant number, especially with Atlanta so shorthanded. It's a double-digit uh, favoritism for Philly. So I think there's definitely some risk with Embiid. Uh, he was the high scorer for me the other night when I had him, so I know he's playing at a really good level. But uh, And he also doesn't have Drummond backing him up. So it is tempting. I don't believe I'm going to go there. If you want to, though, you can. There's enough value you can find uh, to get to that point. Uh, other possibilities, uh, Maxi at 6'7". You know, you've got Korkmaz. If he's going to start and get big minutes, he's 3-4. That's an option. Tobias has creeped up to 9-2, which is a little too high for me. Uh, and that's really as far as I want to go there. 
All right, game four, we're moving to a 7.30 game with a very small total here. It's Miami double-digit favorite by 10. The total's only 203.5. However, both teams are on an island game. That helps a little bit. Um, implied total for Detroit is just a paltry 96.75. For Miami, it's 106.75. Uh, in this game, Detroit comes in 5-25. and 25. The Heat are 19-13. and 13. Questionable for Detroit is Frank Jackson. Out already, you've got Cunningham, so that's a huge chunk of usage that goes to somebody. And Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. those guys are out. We already know the guys out for Miami. It's going to be Bam, Butler, Martin, Morris, Oladipo, and Tucker. So, yes, both teams sliced and diced here by the horrible thing called COVID, but it does make for some really good plays. We've got uh, pace-wise, Detroit is 11th, Miami only 27th. So pace down for Detroit, pace up for Miami. Defensively, Detroit's only 23rd defensively, Miami 7th. This game is somewhat terrifying because of all of the things I just said, basically. But you do have somebody from Detroit having to pick up all this slack. It's been Sadiq Bay of late. He somehow was horrible for the majority of the season. The last two or three games, somebody uh, woke him up. And he's only 6'7". And I am going to consider him just because of I think that most of the offense is going to go to him. I mean, you've got Killian Hayes and Corey Joseph in the backcourt, both sub 4K. So, you know, you can at least look at them. Diallo, the same thing at 4-4. But lots of risk with all those guys. But if those three are all in play to me as far as a consideration, especially if Frank Jackson is out. Because with Frank Jackson and Saban Lee coming in for Hayes, Joseph, and Diallo, it can get a little bit too muddy. But Sadiq Bey's minutes are safe. I think Isaiah Stewart at only 5-1 is very cheap, a buy-down option. But again, one-off here at best for me in a game that's really not conducive to good NBA DFS points. Kyle Lowry at 8-5 is the, the, the last man standing, basically, for the studs at Miami. Um, I don't know if I want to pay that price for him, though, in a game that could uh, blowout. It's very possible. Gabe Vincent's been steady and getting really good minutes at 5-5. Duncan Robinson, again, he's uh, points, uh, you know, you got to really count on him scoring real points, but at 4-9, he's very capable of doing this. Max Struess got there for me at 5-2. Uh, he really is a nice play. I think he's, he's a dangerous play because he can do a little bit of everything. Dwayne Dedman, again, another buy down center. We've got so many buy-down centers, it's crazy. And then uh, you've got two other guys. Oh, the reason I'm probably not going Deadman is, is Yurt7 came in, played a lot of minutes, and did very well. He's 4.2, but I'm a little bit afraid that might be a trap, so I'm probably not going to go there. I think he's going to get a decent amount of attention, but you know, if the game does blow out, he could be a phenomenal play because he'll, he'll get all the mop-up minutes, not Deadman. So uh, you know, if you really see this game, uh, you know, blowing out, then then that could be an option. But I don't think it's going to be as bad just because Miami's dinged up as well. Certainly not as bad as Detroit, but pretty darn close. So that's really what I'm looking at there. And then the guy that I didn't mention, Tyler Hero, he's only 6'8", and he's a guy even coming off the bench, as we always know, that that's what they like to do with him. You know, he can blow up a slate. So... At 6'8", you got to at least uh, put him in the conversation for sure. All right, we have another 7.30 game. It's the Washington Wizards and New York Knicks. Washington only favored by one. It's a 210.5 total. You've got 105.75 implied for Washington, 104.75 for the New York Knicks. The Wizards come in at 16 and 15. The Knicks at 14 and 17. As far as uh, designations here, Rui Hashimura questionable, so we may get him back, probably on some kind of minutes limit, though, so I'm not going to even consider that. We know Bryant and Caldwell Pope 
remain out, but uh, really Washington's got most of their studs going. So uh, that's uh, something to keep track of. Nick's not as fortunate. They do have probable tags on Barrett, Grimes, and Knox. So they could be getting a handful of guys back. Guys that are out are Noel, Quickly, and Rose. Rose is going to be out for quite some time. Uh, he had surgery. Um, all right, let's see statistically what these two teams uh, look like. You've got both teams on an island game, two teams without great pace, 21st and 22nd, but both below average defense at 22 and 16. So, you know, one-offs here galore, there's no doubt. Dinwiddie's cheap at 5-3. He's probably going to get Kemba Walker defense that we know is a big Plus, he's 5'9", Kemba, if you want to go that route. Bradley Beal, always an option at 9'8". Burks is all the way up to 7'8", on the other side, which is a little high. I think he tipped almost to 8K the other day, but, uh, you know, he still gets it done for the Knicks, but is a little pricey. Uh, Denny Avdia had a nice game the other day when I played him as my uh, value guy. I don't know if you need him today. But he is 4-2 and should get a decent chunk of minutes uh, for sure. Um, Kuzma at 6-8 has not quite been stepping up recently. And then you got the split between Gafford and Harrell, which you know concerns me uh, at the big spots. Julius Randle as a payup at 10-5, uh, you know, possibly, but not sure that uh, you know this game really promotes spending up that high for someone. But, you know, certainly expect him to get the 40 to 50 fantasy points. But is it worth the 10-5? Uh, Mitchell Robinson at 6-1 may be a, a solid play with Noel out. Uh, he went crazy the last game. But 6-1's a little high for a guy that can get in foul trouble, you know, as you blink. And he still has Taj Gibson backing him up. And they do play small sometime with Obi Toppin. So not as crazy there. All right. Let's go on to the first uh, 8.30 game. The Actually, the only 8.30 game. And that is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Dallas Mavericks. Milwaukee's a favorite on the road at 5.5. 2.14 for the total. 109.75 for Milwaukee. 104.25 for the Dallas Mavericks. So we've got a lot of guys to list here because we got a lot of guys out. Uh, first of all, we've got Milwaukee on the second night of a back-to-back. -back, so that's an advantage for Dallas. Um, but as far as player personnel, uh, we have Grayson Allen, questionable. We have, believe it or not, a probable tag on Dante DiVincenzo. Whoever thought we'd get him back here. So you know there'll be restrictions, but it really muddies the rotation up there. Uh, Mamu, uh, Sandro Mamu, he is uh, probable. And Bobby Portis, looks like, could return today. He's probable. So lots of different looks here for Milwaukee. They do have Giannis and Brooke Lopez out. So still with Brooke out, or I mean Giannis out. Yeah, Brooks more important than Giannis. With Giannis out, uh, it still gives some opportunities here for good plays. However, it's not the slam dunks, you know, that we saw yesterday with Holiday and Middleton. Number one, it's a back-to-back -back for them, plus they have some of these reinforcements back. So uh, that should be interesting. Dallas, it's uglier than you can imagine. Porzingis questionable, and we know that you know, he's tough as nails. He never misses games when he's dinged up a little bit. Uh, joke, for sure. So he probably won't play. Let's just face it. Uh, Amori, their uh, two-way players, also questionable. Then all these guys are out. Bullock, Burke, Collie Stein, Doncic, Green, Hardaway, and Kleba. Yikes. So uh, interesting here. It's only a five-and-a-half point spread. Maybe it stays closer. Uh, that really is a secondary team for Dallas. They played great with the subs the last time, so who knows if they can throw another, pull another uh, rabbit out of the hat. Uh, they do get a second night of a back-to-back -back for Milwaukee, and they had to travel, so that gives you an edge. But Vegas knows. I mean, they have Milwaukee five-and-a-half-point favorite for a reason. 
Pace-wise, Milwaukee right in the middle of the pack at 15th. Dallas second to the slowest in the league. So that doesn't help matters in this game. Plus, you have two respectable defenses. Milwaukee's ninth, and Dallas has crawled into the top half for the first time. They're 14th. So not a game that just dives off the sheet to me at all. Um, Middleton and Holiday did get it done yesterday. They're still going to be key, but if Allen plays along, you know, you'll have Connaughton, Cousins, Mamu, Nawara, who had a really nice game. George Hill stepped up. They're playing Wesley Matthews. So, and Thanasis, we even had a Thanasis sighting yesterday. So a lot of depth, a lot of rotation. Coach Bud doesn't like to burn his players out on back-to-back. So the pace that Dallas plays, I'm just really not interested uh, in that side of the ball for Milwaukee. I do think that, uh, you know, they could win this game, and I do think they could actually pull away, uh, and that's a concern uh, also, which I think would cost minutes, which helps, you know, for me not really liking uh, either side here. I will say Jalen Brunson is by far the – leader on this uh, Dallas squad, but he's 8-5. Who'd ever think you'd see Jalen Brunson at 8-5? I just don't think I can do that against Drew Holiday defense. Then you've got, you know, a potluck. Uh, Sterling Brown. Dorian Finney-Smith is a decent play. He's 5-9. I mean, he's the next man up really scoring-wise for this Dallas team. So, he would be the guy you'd want to roll the dice on, but that's not exactly super cheap either at 5'9". Uh, if Porzingis plays for somehow he does play without restrictions, he is a great play at 9K because they really don't have anywhere else to go with the ball other than Brunson. So, uh, But again, I doubt that he's going to play. You know, If you want to take a shot, Marquise Chris really played well. He's only 3'5". He got decent minutes in his first game. I think he'll get decent minutes again. And uh, I think he's the best center on the Mavs team. How pathetic is that? But I would play Marquise Chris for me. I'd play him over Dwight Powell, Kleba, Boban, all Brown, all those guys. So, again, that's just me. So, Marquise Chris, definitely going to be on one of my GPPs. Uh, I doubt I have the courage to put him into uh, – a cash game. It's just way too risky, but you're going to, he's going to get minutes. Theo Pinson will get some minutes as well. Just, you know, this game to me though, is not very uh, palatable with an 11 game slate. So I may go complete blank on this game at most a one-off with somebody. Uh, and that was be it. All right. We have three, nine o'clock games. Uh, the first one being Oklahoma City at Phoenix. And this is where we have blowout alert issues for sure. You've got a lot of things stacked up against the Thunder here. It's the second night of a back-to-back for Oklahoma City. It's an island game for Phoenix. It's at Phoenix. Vegas has Phoenix a 15-point favorite. You don't see a lot of those anymore. And it's only a 214.5 total. So that definitely raises some flags. Oklahoma City, 99.75 implied. Uh, Phoenix is 114.75. So you've got Oklahoma City coming in at 11 and 19. You have Phoenix coming in at 25 and 5, which is really amazing considering they were 1 and 3. So 24 and 2 in their last 26 games. That's not done very easily in the NBA. The other thing that's not done very easily is not having anybody listed on your injury report. And that's what the Thunder have. They're clean injury report. Nobody's sitting out. Nobody hurt. Hard to believe. But again, when you're the youngest team in the NBA, uh, you get a little bit more uh, stamina and, and fighting off any stuff that comes at you. For Phoenix, it's just Kaminsky, Nader, and Sarich. So the Suns have been extremely fortunate uh, as well. So again, you've got a stacked Phoenix team on top of that possible blowout. You know, this is a game that I think, you know, you can pretty much look past in a lot of ways. Um, First of all, you've got Oklahoma City 20th in pace. Phoenix is third. 
So it is a pace, big pace down for Phoenix, pace up for Oklahoma City. But defensively, Oklahoma City also 20th there. Phoenix is second. So they should control this game. Um, very, very tough to figure out if you want any exposure here. Shea is an ex, uh, Shai's at, uh, 8.7 for Shea, so that's a big number. Chris Paul at 9-1. Booker at 8-6, big number. Aiton at 8-3. And even Giddy's up to 7-5. So I don't think any of those guys are worth it in a game where they could get reduced minutes uh, in a blowout. And so... Plus, you have the Thunder on the second night of a back-to-back, and they play a lot of guys. Um, Dort at 5-9 is okay. Um, you know, I, I just don't think it's worth it. They play Williams and Poku and all these guys. Just too risky. Uh, on the Phoenix side, you know, if you want to go on the cheaper side with the Mikhail Bridges at 5-3 or Jay Crowder at 4-2, Cam Johnson's been playing great at 4-8. He's a, an option. If you do think it blows out and Cameron Payne gets monster run, he's a terrific points per minute guy. That's a good gamble if you're playing multiple lineups. But this game, possibly my least favorite game on the slate under the circumstances. All right. The next nine o'clock games, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Utah Jazz. Utah's favored by 10 and a half. It's a 226 total. So we got a nice big total here. Minnesota 107.75 implied. Utah a big 118.25. So if this game stays close enough, you could have some serious DFS points flying around. For Minnesota, they come in at 15 and 16. The Jazz are 21 and 9. Uh, questionable tags for Minnesota on uh, Noel and Reed, guys that are already listed out. Beverly Edwards, Akogi, Prince, and Vanderbilt. For Utah, you've got two questionable tags on Fitz and Oni, and Azabuki is out. So Utah's really avoided uh, these issues as well. Um, you also have both of these teams on an island game. Um, as far as pace, uh, fourth for Minnesota, 12th for Utah. So that's a big plus. That's why you're seeing. 226 total, but the defense is solid. Minnesota's all the way up to 12th. Utah is sixth, so that is a bit of a concern. Um, what are we going to see for Minnesota? That's going to be a big question here with a lot of their point guards out. There could be some value that opens up here, but most of it, you know, most of the scoring is going to fall on two guys, D'Angelo Russell at 8K and Carl Anthony Towns at 10-6. Certainly both worth considering here. If you want to go the cheaper route, uh, you can go feel comfortable, I guess, with Beasley at 5-1 or Jaden McDaniels at 4-3. They're going to get big run in, you know, in a pretty up-paced uh, game with a, a large total. So you've got a few options there. Those are the ones I would first focus on. On the Utah side, um, you know, again, with their regulars in, you know, you're not getting any bumped usage or quote unquote value guys. I mean, Connolly's at 6-2, Mitchell at 9-5. They're all priced right. Bogdanovich has been very inconsistent, but 5-2. Same thing with O'Neal. Don't trust him at 4-3. Gobert's a big 9-7. So yeah, not really thrilled there. I like the 226 total. I just don't like the Utah prices. And they do share the ball a ton. Um, I mean, if you do take a stand and want to buy up on Donovan Mitchell, I think it is a good play because there's just – I don't see anybody on the other side of the ball that's going to slow him down. Um, he'll probably get some Beasley defense initially. Um, and then, you know, I think really the better plays are on the Minnesota side just because so much is going to fall on Russell and Towns' lap. And then, you know, Beasley and McDaniel should have a nice share for cheaper prices. So I will definitely have some exposure here. Uh, not a stack type of game, but definitely some exposure. All right, next game, the last 9 o'clock game. It's the highest total on the board. It's 228.5. Seems like every night the Charlotte Hornets game, regardless of who they're playing, ends up being the highest total on the board because they don't defend. 
Charlotte is uh, playing at Denver. Denver's two and a half point favorite is all. It's a 228 and a half total. 113 implied for Charlotte, 115.5 for Denver. So eyes laid up. You got to love this one. Uh, all kinds of pluses here. Again, you know, I seldom agree with the highest total game being my favorite game, but this is definitely my favorite game for a ton of reasons. The first reason is it's an island game for Charlotte. They have some of their key guys back. And then watching that Nuggets game last night, uh, Malone uh, put in the, the second string at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And they made a run, cut it to like eight, I believe. And he left him in. He never put the MVP or any of the guys with him back in the game. They completed the fourth quarter. They lost the game, but he rested his Denver guys. So this isn't really a back-to-back that I consider because the Denver guys did not play their normal minutes. So my number one target on the slate, I faded him yesterday and ended up helping me take down some serious uh, turn, you know, some serious contests, but today I'm going right directly back to him. I think he's going to be pissed. He didn't like sitting. He has leg crossed on the sideline. He was like, you know, let's get back in here. I think he's rested. It's a home game. Uh, it's only a two and a half point spread. Charlotte plays uh, fast, number two defense, and dead last in uh, number two pace. 30th in defense. So you got to absolutely love that. Uh, Denver is the slowest team in the league now. They passed Dallas to be 30th. However, Charlotte will speed them up. It's a massive pace up game for Denver. Um, and you, uh, Denver, as far as defense, is only 21st. So you got to love this game. Starting with the Joker, I don't care that he's 12 2. There's 25 plays, value plays that you can put in your lineup without even thinking twice about it. So I think he's a key spot to go with Denver. You do have some other options there. Barton at 6'4". He didn't get back into the game yesterday either. Um, uh, Morris at 5'6", Gordon at 5'8". All possibilities, uh, but really Joker's my main target there. On the other side of the ball, you know, interesting LaMelo ball at 9'9", a big number, but he could have a a gigantic game here. Uh, this, This game fits for him. Uh, Gordon Hayward at 6'6", Miles Bridges at 7'7", is reasonable now. I do sort of like Miles Bridges a bit here. And then you've got Kelly Oubre down to 5'9". He's starting to get that price back down to where, you know, you can expect good minutes, more than likely off the bench. But I think that, uh, you know, he is within reason for sure. So this game is is definitely juicy. I'll have quite a bit of uh, salary involved here. Maybe not a ton of players, but some buy-ups that I think can really do a good job. All right. Two games, late night sweat games. We have a 10 and a 10.30. We have Memphis at Golden State. Golden State by six. 216 total. 105 implied for Memphis. 111 for Golden State. Um, Grizzlies come in at 19 and 13. The Warriors 25 and six. Questionable tags for Memphis, Tyus Jones and John Conchar. Um, And then you've got uh, Aldama, Clark, Merrill, and Williams all out for Memphis. For Golden State, out Igadala, Lee, Poole, Thompson, Wiggins, Weissman. So they're still uh, feeling the sting of COVID. Um, Statistically speaking, you've got Memphis 7th and in the pace in the league and Golden State eighth. So that's a plus 216 number, a little low. But the reason being is Memphis reasonable 13th defensively. They've improved quite a bit. Golden State, of course, remains the best defensive team in the league. So where do we look here? Uh, both teams on an island game, that helps. Uh, it looks like Ja Morant is back. So is he going to have a minutes restriction? We'll be following that very closely in discord so uh, tune us in there if he doesn't have a restriction at eight six he's in play uh with him back it takes a little chunk out of all the rest of these guys i mean you can look at these mid-priced bain at six two brooks at six eight jackson at six nine or a cheap adams at five two 
those guys all, you know, one off of those guys would be sensible. Uh, on the Golden State side, you know, you've got an island game for Steph Curry, but he's 11-9. Uh, big, big number for him. Uh, not sure I want to go there. You got Bain and Brooks to, to take turns playing a little defense on him. A little bit too pricey for my blood in a game, uh, you know, where you've got some decent defense, even though you've got some good pace. Um, after that, it's it's uh, where you can find some definite value here, whether it be Peyton at 4-2, Kaminga at 3-6, Porter at 4-8. Those guys all have potential here uh, to dent, dent a lineup as a, as a value guy. Draymond Green at 7-7 is pretty fair. And like the 12th pay down center, Kevon Looney's all the way down to 3-7. And you know he's going to get minutes. So there are some options there that you can pay down to uh, and make things work. All right. I told you no breaks. We're firing through all 11 games. And this is the 11th. It's a 10-30 game. It's the San Antonio Spurs at the LA Lakers. It's a good DFS game, too. Lakers are only favored by one. That's how pathetic that they have been lately. 224 is the total, so a really good number there. 111.5 for San Antonio, 112.5 for the Lakers. Spurs come in at 12 and 18, the Lakers at 16 and 16. So, yeah, we're saying the Lakers are playing terrible ball, but they're 500. They're, They're weathering the storm. Uh, no AD and, and everything else going on. Uh, the Spurs have really been somewhat untouched by COVID. Only Zach Collins is out. He's been out all year. Not so for the Lakers. They've got two probables in Trevor Ariza and LeBron James. And then they have a decent amount of guys out. Bazemore, Bradley, AD, Monk, Nunn, and Reeves. So their rotation definitely... Uh, affected here. Statistically, you've got great pace here. That's why you have the 224 number and why this game, you know, you need some exposure here. Spurs fifth in the league in pace. Lakers now the fastest pace team in the NBA. Defensively, the Spurs below average at 19th. The Lakers have improved immensely at eighth. They have come up from 18th to eighth in the last three weeks. So uh, that's something to consider here as well. So what do we look at with the Lakers? We know, you know, when we had the Westbrook James AD situation with the big salaries and the split usage, it was tough. Now that one of them's out, uh, you can definitely consider one of the two guys. Westbrook's 10-7. LeBron is 11-3. I think playing one of those two guys and having them in that late game in your holster is a nice plus. And I think they're in both in really good spots. After that, it, it really is a, cra- a crapshoot. If, if you want to go with THT at 5-2, he's volatile. He's really done great for me, and he's really done terrible. So you've got to think a couple minutes on that one. The other guys that you can at least consider, especially GPP-ish, Wayne Ellington at 3-6. DeAndre uh, Jordan is only 3-7. Carmelo's 4-8. Isaiah Thomas at 4-1. Uh, you know, all those guys you can at least talk about. Uh, Dwight Howard uh, should be back at 4-4 as well. So you've got, uh, you know, you've got some possibilities there. Uh, but I think you go with the with the bigger price guy on that side and just be done with it. On the Spurs side, you have DeJounte Murray at 10-3. Derek White at 6-7. Uh, expensive, but we know those guys can get it done. Um, certainly playable. Keldon Johnson at 5'7", Yaka Pirtle at 6'6", and Lonnie Walker at 4'3". Uh, all can be considered. Uh, Devin Vassell is 3'9", but coming off the bench. So, you know, not the best game in the world. Spurs are always, you know, nervous. It's nerve-wracking playing them, but both of these teams are on an island game. Uh, and we know everybody, you know, again, is off tomorrow and then Christmas Day they play. So, you know, if you want to go for... Uh, you know, the bullseye here and go with a DeJounte Murray and James, and that's where you have your two big spend-ups. You know, I can see that really working out here. But you also have, like I say, some of those value plays. Maybe you go a Pirtle and THT, something of that nature. But I think 
this game is, is a solid DFS game. I'm definitely going to have some exposure, and uh, I think it may be necessary as the slate wraps up. All right, my friends, that is it. I went through this at warp speed, stayed at right about the 51-minute mark, so I wanted to make sure we had everything in and done within an hour. I know everybody's schedule is absolutely crazy right now, but again, if you're going to play DFS NBA, you need to follow it because there's so many moving parts right now. Let us do all that legwork for you. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can sign up right there. Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitter or send us a message there, we're at DFS Coach Talk. You can get me directly on Twitter at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right. That is it. Um, big Merry Christmas to everybody out there. If people are traveling and not going to check us out uh, at all for the Christmas Day slate, an early Merry Christmas to you. Safe travels. Have a wonderful holiday. Um, I We will have a podcast coming out tomorrow for the Christmas Day card. That'll be uh, myself and Crash doing that. We'll also have a FanDuel Two Brains Are Better Than One GPP lineup built right on that podcast tomorrow for the Christmas Day slate. Uh, again, take advantage of that 12 days of Christmas deal for 12 bucks. Best deal we've offered all year, in my opinion. Uh, that only lasts until midnight on Christmas Day. So you can get that for the 12 days following after you sign up. And when you sign up with Coach Talk, you get everything that we offer. We don't do sport by sport. Once you're part of the Coach Talk family, uh, you get everything that we offer. So that is it, my friends. Have a wonderful, safe holiday. Hope to catch a lot of you back tomorrow. Uh, Christmas Day slate is, is really my favorite NBA slate of the year. So we'll have a good in-depth coverage there. Hopefully we keep all five games intact and we're able to take down some big contests. There's some huge contests in the injury industry I wouldn't wait till the last minute to sign up for some of them because they do get a ton of action because everything else is pretty much off and it's just the NBA five-game showcase. So you want to jump on that, reserve those spots, and get involved. So, all right, that is it for the DFS Coach Talk team. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.